Welcome to the Impactful Podcast. My name is EJ, and alongside with me, even if you can't see him, but you can hear him because he's on Discord, is the man and truly the great one, Eric. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? What's um, up, everybody? Well, still recovering from uh, Sunday, but overall, I'm fine. On the hockey season, <laughs> uh, basketball, I mean, Sixers are looking good. I know you're not. Mm. I mean, you're you're an OKC, OKC guy, right? You said yes, sir. Yes, you're OKC. Okay, so I'm sure uh, you're happy right now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, and then baseball. Um, but yeah, I'm still recovering. But I mean, now we're fresh. Um, it's been a few days, and we saw the first ever episode of Impact Wrestling on Twitch, and not only on Twitch, people met that do have the channel seen it on pursuit and i'll tell you right now i wasn't expecting big numbers on twitch uh at, at the numbers i saw it was incredible um before we get into the actual episode let's discuss like the real quick about them going to pursue well pursuit and twitch and you said you watched it on twitch am i correct yes it, and uh did you watch live or did you catch it on replay um, I actually watched uh, about three quarters of it, half to three quarters of it live, and then I caught the rest on replay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was at, in the actual thing for most of it, too, and then I, I finished it off because with the Twitch app, you could finish off where you left off, which is awesome. Right. Um. Yeah, it, it, dude, there was like over 10K people, which is not bad. Not bad. No. Our first episode. But you got to think about it, too. How many people watched on Pursuit and... We know they, they were drawing in at least over 100,000 people. Did they draw that on the first week? We don't know. Probably not. It, it, it's going to be a long road. And, let, and again, th- this is all speculation that this could be the first, I mean, like a home for a little bit until they, you know, find another network. Uh, they, right. They're looking at, believe it or not, Paramount was thinking of bringing them back in, which I was shocked because mm-hmm. the relationship ended badly the first time. Is that Paramount was also known as uh, Spike TV, um, and I was surprised they were close to going back there, but it, it just didn't work out. Um, and one thing I do want to point out, though, is that even though we're not going to discuss this in the uh, episode, but we'll go briefly into it, was the uh, Scarlett Bardot uh, bit in the show where she did the strip tease. Um, one thing I got to ask you: I mean, were you shocked that that was even allowed? Because knowing how things are with Twitch, with the rules, with, um, you know, sec- sexual content, the violence, are you shocked that, I mean, they, they even allowed that bit on the show? Um, Not to a certain extent, no, because if you think about it, she really didn't do that much. And it wasn't like what she, when she took the robe off, it wasn't like what she had was super, super revealing. So um, it wasn't actually as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I was really surprised at it because it wasn't, you know, to the extent that it could have been probably specifically because it was on Twitch. Yeah. And. I mean, I know they have their rules. They 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 want to watch out those things. Mm-hmm. I wonder they might have a special deal where they're going to allow certain things. They're going to have to because in wrestling, there's going to be blood, accidents, right? 
And I know how they feel about that. Even though there's video games that have that, but there's difference from real life of video games. And mm-hmm. and this platform is mainly a video game platform. But I mean, I wonder if they do have that. I'm pretty sure they do. Because this is a big deal for uh, Twitch as far as bringing a wrestling audience to their platform. And it could be huge for them. Um, well, and you, you also, also have to remember that they are um, kind of piggybacking on this is not actually the first wrestling um, show that has actually streamed on Twitch. Yeah. Um, because there's been uh, Wrestle Circus. Mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah, yeah. been, uh, yeah, there's been Wrestle Circus. There's been um, House of Hardcore. Triple um, A actually does um, stream um, even some of their not so advertised shows um, at times on Twitch, uh, even right now. So, you know, it's not, it's starting to be a growing avenue. Uh, for wrestling fans to actually be able to watch shows on Twitch without having to, uh, you know, be worried about if they're going to be able to see it on cable or not. And it's an excellent point. And and again, we discussed this last uh, last uh, show was that a lot of people just don't watch live TV like they did back in the day. I mean, back in the day, if you had to catch Raw or Nitro, you either had to t- if you wanted to catch you had to tape one and you had to watch one live. You didn't have the DVR. We didn't have that kind of technology at the time. And, mm-hmm. and now we're in a different age where, yeah, you could still use the DVR, but a lot of people, they look at the phones. They look at tablets more. They look at, you know, computers more. More than they do on the television. Or even the smart TVs. People use this, you know, the actual, you know, apps on the smart TVs. Then they actually watch cable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for them, this could be a big thing for them. Um I'm sure the numbers will probably go up. Um, they put on a hell of a show that could draw people, more people in. And we'll get into it because overall, I thought it was an incredible show um, for the first episode. And I, I hope they uh, have continued success. I mean, this is the biggest build they, they've had because they had a lot of ups and downs in the, you know, the history, you know, going on 17 years. They've had a lot of ups and downs. And this one is a big climb to get back to where they were. Right. All right. Um, well, let's get right into it. I mean, because they, they started off strong. And, of course, it was uh, Johnny Impact. And then it was also uh, Johnny Impact, Brian Cage, and um, Killer Cross segment. Johnny Impact started a show to address the fans about what happened at Homecoming. Uh, he said uh, Impact, Impact said the world title is important, but his wife is more important. Um, he also went on to say that he uh, wanted to get hands on Killer Cross for what he did to Valkyrie back at homecoming when he powerbombed her into the crowd. Um, right. Brian Cage then came out and interrupted Impact, said that he shouldn't be focused on Cross, but should be focused on him because of what happened at homecoming. And he went definitely said this, where he said, if it weren't for his survivor buddies, he would be world champion. And he's correct with that. He had the match won, but the referee was distracted with the... Uh, uh, the stars from Survivor, uh, they were trying to get over the gate after Cage attacked them. Um, Cage then demanded a rematch, but Impact refused. And then, of course, he had Killer Cross that came out and tried to stir the pot. He started calling Impact an imposter. He shouldn't be calling himself a champion. Cross said that Cage had pinned him for the talent 10, which is true. 
And then he tells Impact Zachary gets out of the, when he gets out of the hospital, he will put it back in. That's what drove Impact to go crazy. <laughs> Super kick cage, suicide dives to the outside of Cross. And then, of course, Cross gave uh, to the ring where Cage clotheslined Impact. And then at the end of the segment, after all the scuffle, Cage had the belt and raised it over his arm. I mean, before we get into the next part of that, what did you think of this segment? And, and a lot of people... I'll go into that question. What did you think of the segment? I have a good question to follow up with that. Um, I thought it was an excellent segment. Um, I think that it's a good way to tie all three, uh, all three wrestlers into the storyline and to keep the beef going between uh, Impact and Cage, but also bring in the the results of what Killer Cross did at the pay per view. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is you saw um, at certain points where Cage kind of mumbled or stumbled over his words a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's got to get a little bit better at that because you don't really see him do a lot of promos. Um, so I think that's one thing that he's going to have to work on a little bit. But other than that, I think overall it was a good segment. Um I, other than that, I don't see anything wrong with the segment at all. No, there wasn't nothing wrong with it, but yeah, going on to what you were saying, Cage stumbled. But I know his impact, um, there wasn't so much emotion at first, and it kind of took it away, but towards the end, it's like, all right, there you go. He, he redeemed himself. But yeah, it was an right. incredible segment. It told a great story because, you know, impact is full rage for what happened, what Killer Cross did to his wife, Brian Cage, furious about being quote-unquote screwed for winning the impact world title so it was a bunch of, like a few things all together but it came you know it came together nicely it wasn't a close mm-hmm. and overall i i thought it was a hit um the the one thing i will say is it's just kind of awkwardly funny how wwe and impact are both running storylines at the same time where the wife gets injured or whatever, and the husband is in the process of defending her title, or in the, you know, that kind of thing. I just thought it was re- weirdly funny that that happened. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, well, yeah, when you, there's a lot of copying, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, I did like that Porsche, though, with, um, but you know, having a wife involved because you want that rage out of a guy, especially out of a champion. Mm-hmm. Better way to get a rage than that. You know, something happening to your wife that brings out another level of rage. Yeah, it brings a personal level to the storyline. Oh yeah, and personal, real life, always good for wrestling. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that segment, of course, they went to commercial. They, after they came back from commercial, they were backstage. And showed impact being tended to by uh, by paramedics uh, or medic personnel. And then Cage got right in Impact's face again, demanding a rematch. Impact said he would give him a shot once he settles his business with Killer Cross. Now, here's the thing. Well, we know that they're going to have the match later in the show with Killer Cross and Impact, Johnny Impact. But what do you think of a possibility of that rematch between them two? And when do you think that rematch is going to be held? Um, 
I think the possibilities are great because, I mean, they're two excellent workers. So I think that the, there are endless possibilities of where the match could go. Yeah. Um, as far as when it will happen, I think um, I don't think they would put it on just a regular impact show. Now, one of the special shows like Redemption or whatever name they want to give the special uh, impact that week, mm-hmm. um, I think would be a perfect place for it. If it doesn't happen at a pay-per-view, I think that would be the place for that to happen. Okay. Um, I I honestly, if it's a TV show, I don't. it doesn't matter. Because the thing about Impact Wrestling, you get a lot of it, pay-per-view quality matches on a weekly basis. Right. So whether it's a, an impact, impact show or a pay-per-view, I, I preferably you would love it for a pay-per-view, but they're, they're far a few between. They're not every month like WWE or every two weeks, nonetheless, actually. It would be more accurate. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it, it's, it, left, it was a cliffhanger because you knew there was going to be a second match because of what happened. And now mm-hmm. we're going to see that. It's just a matter of when. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Right. Will, here's the one question though. You think this is, is impact in your opinion. Do you think he's going to be like a transitional champion because of what happened with all scenarios back in October? Honestly, um, I think there is a possibility, but I think that there's also the possibility of him being a champion long-term. Um, but it, it's all going to depend because they are at at this point kind of pushing um, Cage, uh, but also they're in the process of pushing Killer Cross. Uh, so you could kind of see that there's the potential for him to be a transitional champion, but um, you also see the potential for him to actually be champion for a while. And you also see the potential for, um, if he does drop it, the potential for uh, something to happen maybe later on down the line between Killer Cross and Cage. Because if you notice, those are two people that haven't really crossed crossed paths much in Impact Wrestling. You yet. know what? And that does make sense because they have that third person in that little angle. So you're, if Impact was to be, you know, if he was to lose the title. And then you got Killer Cross that's involved, and that sets the new angle up. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I actually like that. That would work. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we'll see where it goes. Um, now, I know, I guess a transitional champion will be less than a couple months, but uh, it's been a, quite a few months, actually. Um, I think it's still short enough time to be a transitional guy, but it was also good for them because, I mean, Johnny Impact just came off a of survivor it's good publicity and then in the time with Austin Aries with the contract uh dispute and obviously we know the results of that they had to do something so I, I think they picked the right guy impact was always deserving of that he wasn't given that chance in WWE and uh here he is you know I mean he's given a chance now and I, I think he's well, doing a good job yeah and I think that the issue that he had in WWE was never his in-ring work it was more his promo skills yeah. and some stuff with people he was associated with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and promo, it seems like he's, 
not the strongest still now, but it, it the greatest stories ever told are in the ring, and he could do that. Right. We've right. seen it, and we'll discuss that later on in the show. He, he showed it perfectly against the uh, Kill Cross uh, later on in the show. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you have anything else, or we we can move along? Nope. I'm, that's good. That's good. All right. Let's go right into it. Um, the first match on the show was the Lucha Brothers and the Rascals, and what better way to start off your first show on in, on Twitch and Pursuit than to have Lucha Brothers and the Rascals going at it? Lucha Brothers, of course, fresh off their match. At homecoming, where they came up short at capturing the tag team titles from LAX. But here mm-hmm. are facing the Rascals in tag team composition. As expected, it was a fast-paced, action-packed match. Plenty of good spots. Too many. It will take us about an hour to cover every good spot in the yeah. match. But at the end, Phoenix and Penta worked together to connect with a Fear Factor power driver super kick and cutter move for the one, two, three. And my first question for you is, what did you think of that match? Um, I think it was an excellent showcase of both tag teams. It it allowed, um, because of the style that the that the Rascals wrestle, it actually works and pairs really really well with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, um, along with you know just like what happened with LAX at the pay per view, it it was just two great tag teams that have really good chemistry putting on an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they definitely uh, they did do that and I mean the tag team division it, it's not there, there's some depth to it I wish there was more in depth but I mean it, they still do value the tag team tradition and we discussed this yesterday on the go home wrestling show that if you see that WWE is starting to you know put more attention to their you know, tag team division. But at least with Impact, you got storylines. The LAX versus the OGs. I mean, look at that storyline last year. At mm-hmm. the end of last year, there was a lot of story. And it just, it was long-term, and it kept going. It didn't go stale. Perfect writing. Attention to detail. <clears throat> That's what I love about Impact. They, attention to detail. And even though this is just a, you know, match, it was still a great match, and it just shows the importance of the tag team division. And obviously, they, they value it because they threw that on first, as in the first show on a new network and on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, do you agree that they uh, value the tag team division more? Um, I would say they value it more to an extent. Um, I do think that that not only as just a tag team, but to put, you know, most wrestlers will tell you that um, if you're not the main event, the the one spot that you want is the opening match because the opening match actually sets the tone for the entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for them to actually do put that match on as the opening match, knowing, you know, what was coming later, it, it really did. It set a, a an incredible tone for the entire rest of the show. Yeah, it, it does set the bar. They're like, hey, follow up this. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the great competition in wrestling. It's like, here, you got to follow this up. And, and I saw a lot of that when I was doing um, job shadowing when I did my senior project for CCW back in the day when I was in high school. Um, you seen the guys when I was doing uh, ring work. 
uh, I was setting up the ring and all, and then I was able to be backstage doing it. And right. a lot of guys, just, they would joke around. they go, oh, one, you know, try to top this, try to top that. And they joked around, but it's like, you know, try to top it. You see, mm-hmm. It's more than just a, you know, just a lighthearted joke or ribbon. Um, here, one question, I, and we're going to the Sammy Callahan, uh, Willie Mack match, though. As far as tag teams, where would you rank LAX and Lucha Brothers in the world? I would definitely rank them as some of the top five to ten tag teams in the world. I totally agree um, with that. Totally agree with that. You know, because there are going to be, there are some great tag teams in WWE. Yeah. Um, there are some great tag teams in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would rank them um, among the top five to ten tag teams across the world. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And these are two tags, that, the ones we just mentioned, I mean, incredible chemistry. I mean, I don't think they have to say anything. They just know to go with it. And mm-hmm. but like another tag team back in the day, the Rockers. I mean, look at the innovative moves they used for their time. And I don't know, they just they had such good chemistry that just came naturally to them. And you see it with these guys, too. And I've always been a fan of tag team wrestling. And this is why I love, love Impact. Because it, they put on incredible tag team matches. Can you excuse me for a moment? Mm-hmm. All right, give me one second. But yeah, I do actually think that it was um, an excellent match. I think that um, that the Lucha Brothers and LAX are top five to ten because i mean you can't name 10 tag teams in the world that are better than those two you may be able to name five um, but you cannot name 10 tag teams in the world that are better at what they do than lax and the lucha brothers um you know you've got uh evil and sonata you've got the young bucks um i would even put the usos in there um but there's not yeah Uh, now for people that are listening or watching this right now i do apologize for that um my mother was in uh accident so she was just my wife had just informed me that uh everything went back and uh she's all good she's gonna be released today so that's good uh so sorry about that let's get back into it where were we we were talking about the greatest tag teams in the world uh, do we go up any further with that? Or Yeah, well, that's what I was saying while you were uh, taking a phone call. I was like, there. I mean, if you look at it, there's teams like the Young Bucks, um, the Usos. You look at New Japan and look at, like, Evil and Sonata. Um, look at the, uh, the teams within, uh, other teams within New Japan, uh, in Chaos and LIJ and... Um, other teams, and it's just there's not really ten tag tag teams that you can name that are going to be better than the LAX and the Lucha Brothers. Um, LXDZN in chat, of course we're we're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, Go Home Wrestling Show 
Um, that's what you will search for now. We're going to be switching the name, of course, in the future. But uh, you can watch us live on uh, Tuesdays when we broadcast this. Um, he said in chat, you got to think Mustache Mountain, also one of the top tag teams in the world. Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. of course, yeah, Mustache Mountain is one of the top tag teams. That's why I said you, you'd be hard-pressed. There are a lot of great tag teams out there. I'm just saying you'd be hard-pressed to name 10 tag teams that are better than uh, the Lucha Brothers or Elliot. Yeah, it would be hard. It would definitely. We would I would like to do that sometime, but that would be incredibly hard to do, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Um, so now that we're done with that, let's go right into the next uh, match in the, on the show. And that is Sammy Callahan, Willie Mack, rematch from home, uh, from homecoming. <laughs> Mack trying to get retribution after his loss to Callahan at homecoming. It was a very entertaining match. A uh, couple of great spots. Um, the one spot I liked was the power driver on the uh, stage. That was one of few good spots in the match. Um, but man, for two guys that are like, Willie Mack's a little bit bigger, but with two kind of big guys, man, they, they really, they can put on a show. They can really mm-hmm. do what the cruiserweights can do. And I, I love to see guys like that. They can do that. Like Keith Lee. Well, those two guys just have such great chemistry with each other. Yeah, they definitely know. I see that. And overall, I mean, of course, Willie Mack does get the win. Um, here's my question to you. What did you think of the match in... Did you think that match surpassed their match as far as quality in every way at homecoming? Do you feel it was a lot better? Um, I think it was an excellent match. I wouldn't say that it surpassed their match at homecoming because they just put on such a great match at homecoming. Um, I would say that it was pretty much on par. Um, for especially for the shortened amount of time I think that they had, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think it was an excellent match. Um, not like I say, not really too much that you could say that was wrong with the match at all. No, there was nothing, no bad spot, no, no botches or nothing. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a clear story that Roy Mack wanted retribution. He, he yeah, I mean. He wanted the victory, and that was it. Was all about retribution, and he got that. And it was a great match. Uh, to me, no, I, I agree with you. It didn't surpass the match at Homecoming, but I still asked the question because I was curious of whether how you felt about it. Um, right. TV, television, I mean, regardless, you got commercial breaks, and it always takes away from the match it, when you got to go to commercial in the middle of it. When you come back, you don't know, you know, how they got there. It kind of takes away from the flow, and I'm sure it does it, it even though it's pre-taped. It, it, but still, they, they probably take a good portion of that chunk. They edit some of it out to make it look that way. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I mean, it, it was still a good match, but yeah, I agree with you. It did not surpass the pay-per-view. Um, but before the match, uh, Sam Sammy Callahan interrupted Rich Swan, the new X-Division champion, and he had an OVE shirt asking him to come home. What do you think of the possibility of an X-Division program between Callahan and Swan? I think that it has the possibility to be an excellent um an excellent program because 
Um, I do think that what is going to happen is that Swine will eventually have to choose a side, and I think he will eventually choose Willie Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will lead to to a program between the two. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be great because you're going to have the brawling style of Callahan versus the aerial style of Rich Swan, and you'll get to see the contrast and how they can work together. Yeah, definitely will. And yeah, you always have two different styles, but I mean, it could still work out. And Rich Swan, mm-hmm. man, so deserving of this title. So deserving. Given, you know, the time he had in the other company. Um, came up- well, and it's it's just really good to see him bounce back from, you know, um, the the not just the time he had in the other company because at one point he was getting a major push in the cruiserweight division, but to see him bounce back from the issues as to why he left the other company mm-hmm. um, to where he is now. Um, it, it's great to see. Yeah, it definitely is. And he's really deserving of this. And I can't wait to see what kind of reign this is. I mean, is, is he going to be a long-term champion? Who's going to get in his path along the way as he keeps defending it? But obviously, they planted that little seed that it's possibly going to be Sammy Callahan that's going to be the first guy he's working with. And I'm happy with that. Two different styles, make mm. good work. And Exactly. The thing with that, Sam McCallahan, is that he could take people and take them out of their, you know, the, the comfort zone and put mm-hmm. them into the brawling zone. And you would see a different style of a match that you wouldn't expect at Richard Swan. So I'm be looking forward to that. So um, do you have anything to add before we uh, go on to the next thing? Nope. All right. Let's go right into the next thing. Tessa Blanchard um, in a pretty much a squash match with uh, Callie Collins. This is her first match, of course, since she lost the knockouts title to Taya Valkyrie at homecoming. This was, of course, uh, because of Gail Kim attacking her uh, back and putting Blanchard in eat defeat, allowing Taya to get the win. Uh, of course, Tessa started the match by immediately attacking Collins. And after an offensive assault on Collins, Tessa took a page from Gail Kim's book and nailed Collins with the eat defeat. For the win. Uh-huh. All right, now let's get into this. What did you think of the message that was sent in that match? I think this match was an excellent way to build towards, uh, a, even if it's a one-off, mm-hmm. to build towards a feud between Tessa and Gil Kim. Um, like I said before, the, there's only two women in Impact right now that I could see Gail Kim coming out of retirement for. Um, and Tessa is actually one of them. Mm-hmm. And I would say Tessa more than even Tiger. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this was the perfect way to set up and to continue um, the ongoing story between the two. Because if, if you have, if, I mean, the perfect scenario would be uh, Tessa versus Gail at a pay-per-view mm-hmm. uh, with Gail putting Tessa over as sort of a passing of the torch. Yeah, that's what I was going to go with it. Exactly. Because, I mean, even though, yeah, she'll be coming out with time to do it, but like the best said, when you're on the top of the mountain, put your arm down, pull the next one up. 
and mm-hmm. great rub for Tessa. You know, they, you know, they get over on well, Hall of Famer, like Gal Kim will be Hall of Famer. Um, Gal Kim, she she had a historic career. I think Tessa could probably match that in the time. Um, she is very special, of course. Yeah, I mean, look at the history in her family. <laughs> Magnum TA, right. stepfather, her father, Holly uh, Blanchard. I mean, <laughs> and she, I think she's a third generation. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, lineage there. And the thing with that, it, it, like you were wondering, like, oh, who else could she have done that for? There really isn't anyone in, as far as this roster that, because they're all good women wrestlers, but who's the top one, in your opinion? If you narrow it down, like, out of everyone, Hogan, uh, um, even Jordan Grace, even that, the, which she's, just, she's still fresh, but with all the women on the roster, who do, who better than uh, Blanchard? I mean, who's better than her? Well, that's what I was saying. Right now, um, the, as, as good as the women's division is in Impact, mm-hmm. there isn't really anybody else except for the top two, in my opinion, are still going to be Taya, of course, being the women's champion, but yeah. as far as her in-ring work as well, and uh, Tessa Blanchard. So, of course, you know, she helped Taya in the match, so you're not going to have her feud with that. And the, the seed had already been planted for the Tessa feud anyway. Yep, yep. So it's the perfect continuation of that um, to, to move that feud forward, uh, to have Tessa do the eat defeat at the end of that match. Yep. Okay, I, I understand now. I was just saying, like, as far as if it was anyone, that they were going to do something in the, like, like they're doing right now. No. There wouldn't be anyone else but her. Um, yep, exactly. And then, obviously, we, we got your thoughts on a possible return. I mean, it would be exciting, and it would be a good thing for the wrestling business. Anyone that's a Hall of Famer, anyone that's a veteran, anyone that's on their way out, you want to do good for the business. And this is something for her, for a company that's been good to her, she wants to give back, and there's nothing wrong with that. I always like to see veterans that do that. Um, right. All right. Um, of course, right after uh, that match, you had Eddie Edwards in an interview. Uh, he talked about how excited he was that he finally ended things with Moose. Uh, even though Moose almost took him over the edge, of course, we know the storyline where he, he was pretty much uh, 302 would <laughs> he prevailed and that he and Kenny the Kendo, I love the name, can move on. Then Eli Drake then popped in and asked if he, even though Eddie beat Tommy Dreamer and Eli Drake beat Abyss, did he really want to pick up the flag and continue the hardcore legacy? Now, my question to you. We obviously know what they're trying to do there. What are your thoughts on a possible program with Eli and Eddie? I think a possible program between Eli and Eddie at this point would be nothing but money. Okay. Um, because uh, Eddie has proven time and time again that he is a top talent. Um, yeah. You know, and then Eli, Eli's just his interviews are are great right now and i mean you can you could see even with you know even with the the botches that happened during his match with the biz um how much of a talent he is and how much to an extent 
he carried that match because of certain things that happened. Yeah. So yeah. I think it would be an excellent uh, an excellent program and an excellent feud between the two. Um, and I would love to see where they would be able to take it and how far into the realm of hardcore they would take it. Um, being that they both recently came off of somewhat hardcore feuds. Yes, and and you're right there. Um, the well, obviously, I think the the grudge match will have to end at a pay per view. Um, I don't know whether they haven't advertised the next one, but I, I'm sure that would be the you know payoff. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, I mean, yeah, Eli, I agree with you as far as his mic skills. The guy has an incredible gift again. I mean, I love his style of promos. Very good at it, I think. Eddie Edwards, he's good too. And the emotion he shows, yeah, he shows that he's a little unstable, which is perfect because that's the way he is. That's his character, and it's mm. perfect. And he shows that perfectly in his interviews. Um, I, I'm excited for this program. I've always been a, I'm a fan of classic matches too, but I'm always a sucker for hardcore matches. Given the fact that I grew up in the Philadelphia area, I watched ECW as a kid, so I grew up in the hardcore atmosphere. This mm-hmm. will be right down where it will bring back good memories. And, of course, these guys are obviously fans of that. I mean, Eddie Edwards was in a match with Tommy Dreamer, someone I watched personally in person years ago and had a uh, pretty good match a few, uh, few months ago. Um, I'm just excited to see that build and, yeah, like you said, where they go and how they get there. And, and again, the storytelling and impact, they were pretty good at it, and I just can't wait to see where they go with that. And it's obvious that that's where they're going. They planted that seed. Mm. It was too obvious. Um, do you have anything else to uh, add on to that? No, I think that's it. You covered it just like I was going to say. Okay, perfectly. All right, perfect. Let's go into the main event of the evening. Johnny Impact wants to get his revenge for Killer Cross after he attacked his wife. Will he get retribution? We'll find out. Of course, this was a non-title, no DQ match. They exchange, uh, start the match, they exchange a lot of blows. Curl across did show his power throughout the match by manhandling the Impact World Champion. But Impact didn't quit. He kept fighting. One brutal spot, though, in the match was when Cross uh, had the chair around Impact's neck and slammed the chair into the pole. Little remnants of uh, Shawn Michaels back in the day with Kane. And then another mm-hmm. spot was when uh, Impact, and this is why I say it shows the desperation uh, just to get revenge. Uh, the emotion. Um, for some reason, I wasn't being picked up. Oh well. Uh, oh no! I wonder how long that was. Oh no! All right, that's okay. Um, I'll figure it out. See how long it was off. Okay. Um, a good spot. Impact cross. Um, he covered cross with chairs. And climbed the metal stairs and did a moonsault on top of Killer Cross in the chairs. After a minute, Cross popped up and stared at each other. They, they stared at each other. And after that, they're throwing the chairs in one after another as they're staring at each other. Of course, they go in the ring. And at the end of the match, um, Impact gained the upper hand, had Cross down on the mat with the chair on it over his face. He was on top, ready to do a splash with the chair, and then out of nowhere, Moose. Pushed him off the turnbuckle through the table, threw Johnny Impact back in the ring where Cross choked him out for the win. The show ended with Moose and Cross celebrating the ring together. My question for you is, 
What did you think of the match? And did it tell a great story? Um, I think it was an excellent match. I think it t did tell a great story. Um, and also, um, you always wondered where the the whole friendship with Moose and Killer Cross was going to go, um, especially since they had kind of split up to do their own thing as far as Cross pretending to be Johnny's friend and Moose with his rivalry with Eddie. Um, so, you know, it kind of helped further that as well. But I think it was a great way to tell the story as far as the aggression from from Johnny, the um, the just maddening, uh, you know, actions of Killer Cross, and then um, just how everything you know progressed as well, especially the spot where um, not only the moon salt onto the chairs on the outside, but if you look at the the spot where. Johnny was starting to throw the chairs into the ring mm -hmm. and cross was it it almost excited him um and then they got back into the ring at the same time and both picked up chairs and it was just it it was just an excellent way to tell the story throughout the match and yeah and I totally agree with you as far as that they I mean it was all about emotion it was all about getting the revenge and you saw that and of course it, it Despite all that, and the, the ending, believe it or not, I was looking on social media and people saying, like, it kind of hurt Killer Cross the way he got the victory. Because he was showing off strong, like, the way he popped up after the, um, uh, the mm -hmm. with the chairs. And then he needed moose, but they're heels. <laughs> At the end, exactly. they're heels. They do whatever it takes yeah. to get the victory. Exactly. <laughs> heels don't have to win. Heel, and that's the thing that people forget. Um, is that heels don't have to win clean. No, they don't. They, there's no moral compass with them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I just never get that with uh, fans. They, they complain about that. Um, oh, he heard him. Look what happened. The Moose had to help him. Okay, well, we're teaming up again. They have history. I mean, they were henchmen for Aries before he left. So there was history with them. He obviously helped cross win. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I like that. That's a heel finish. If Impact was to lose that way, that's the best way you can do it because it didn't hurt Impact. He's the world champion. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, oh, sometimes the fans are not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, this you don't feel this is the last of Killer Cross and Impact. Do you feel there's another match in the works between uh, before you get to, uh, back in the program with uh, Cage? I think that there is another match and it actually could end up leading to a three-way for the title. Ah, um, that's an interesting turn there. Yeah, that would be nice. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, that it is going to, uh, I think, I don't think this is going to be a one-off. I think that this is going to, you know, we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks, but it's either leading to more of a feud between the two with, uh, with Cage waiting in the wings, but I, I actually think that it's going to lead to some sort of uh, confrontation that's going to be like a three-way dance between the three. Okay. Then that would be pretty cool, but it, was also, it would also be a big test for Impact, Johnny Impact, because them two, Cage wants retribution for what happened to Homecoming, of course, uh, Killer Cross. You know, mm -hmm. eyes on him. So it would definitely be a hard challenge for him. That would be a pretty good match. And and that could also, like, if 
Well, obviously, they, if they do a triple threat, it would be first pinfall, won't be elimination. I mean, if they, in some way Cage was to come out on top, mm-hmm. but Impact's going to want the you know chance to go go after, and then you would get that third match with them too, the third exactly. one. Uh, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, this was an incredible match. Told a lot of, it, it told a really good story. Um, mm-hmm. And it, again, it's just like a lot of people, you could shit on Impact Wrestling. I know people that are big WWE guys, they're excited about AEW, but Impact, they just, they've been scoring. And I'm, I'm trying to tell them on a weekly basis, you got to watch this. It, the storytelling is nothing like, I haven't seen in a long time. It's great storytelling, great writing. And, and you see, and then these guys, it, the way they translate in the ring is even perfect. I love it. And it's matches like that is why I'm in love with Impact Wrestling. I'm a mark for it. Exactly. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to add and, uh, before we go on to the next thing? Um, well, just to piggyback on what you said, it you know, people can't people tend to sleep on impact because of its history. Yeah. Um but this is a completely different uh, show. I mean, especially a lot of the backstage producers um, are from the original TNA before the whole, uh, you know, the whole run of being mediocre at best. Um, you know, so it, it actually helps with the storytelling and things like that it, because it's people that were there that know how it became prominent in the first place mm-hmm. and, and yeah because you, you got pity williams that's involved um this and yeah it, and sanjay dodd yeah, i mean it's a lot of guys that like it, it holds dear to them because it, it, this was the company that gave them that really big break i mean this was their folks since the start, oh two, I'm yeah. watching these pay per views because well, I'm not gonna say how I watched them. It wasn't exactly pain, but anyways, um, <laughs> I was watching them on a weekly basis, and it was some different. It's because I'm sitting there like, oh, there's Jeff Jarrett. That's how I just happened to turn it on, and I was like, oh, this is neat. This is different. Even though mm-hmm. WWE wasn't bad in O2, it really wasn't, but it was something else, and I, I watched it. I, I was hooked then, and then I kept out for a while, but. I'm glad I'm back into it, and I'm glad we do this because it's a lot of fun to discuss this. I, I love it. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, let's go into the final, the conclusion of the show, and then the conclusion of the show is where we rate the show all together from one to five. How do we feel the show did? And since this is the first one on Impact and Pursuit, how do you rate this show from one to five, Eric? I'm going to rate this show... Um... I've been teetering, but I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow. Because, yeah, um, because it was really, besides the slight stumbling of of Brian Cage's promos at the beginning, it was just a great, I mean, from the action that started with the very first match, all the way through it was a great show it was very entertaining that that nobody particularly really dropped the ball Mm-mm. um so i think it was i think it was a, and especially for them to it to be their very first show on pursuit and twitch 
a simulcast. It was it was just an excellent show to be that first show. It was the perfect way to start that off. Yeah, because you think about iconic shows, the first ones on like any network, like when Impact, you know, got their new deal on Spike. What was the one of the first shows? It was Rhino and Jarrett for the title. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about SmackDown when he went to UPN 20 years ago almost. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, the, first, the main event of that show was the Rock and Triple H for the WWF title. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got to hit them hard at first. And I think they did. And I'm not trying to up you, but this is how much of a fan I was of the show. And this may be the only time. I don't know. But I give it a perfect five out of five. I didn't, despite, like you said, that little stumbling, it wasn't enough for me to take that off. Everything else hit, okay? That promo, was mm-hmm. each, it was still good. Um, you, you, you got the message that they were trying to send. You saw the backstage segment that followed up on that. And, of course, the matches. I mean, you started off with a great match. You ended with a great match. That told a great story. All together, it's just, it was it was perfect. And it's notes, notes that the WWE should be taken. And you know what? AEW, in a way. Because I, I, I get that they got great, great wrestling minds that are part of that promotion. That you, and they haven't started yet. But still, take some notes. Impact is on a rise. They're going to be, they're going to be competing with one another. To be the second brand. And I know AEW's got a lot of money involved. But it takes more than money, as we've seen in the past from WCW, to be able to mm-hmm. put the product, okay? All right. Let's go into the final segment of the show that we, uh, well, it's kind of like the WWE Power Rankings, but we call it the Impactful Three of the Week. And what we do is we the top three competitors on the show that we felt did it, you know, well, they were the top three wrestlers of the week. Here we go. Uh, would you want to give yours first, or you want me to get mine? Um, it doesn't matter. I will um, I, okay. I would say number three is going to be the Lucha Brothers, Ooh, just okay. simply for the fact that not um, not only did they open the show uh, with a terrific match, but to follow up what they did with LAX with another incredible match with the Rascals. Um, so I gave them number three. Okay. Um, I gave uh, Tessa Blanchard number two just because of how she, you know, has carried herself and the way she segued into uh, continuing her feud and her beef with Gail Kim. And then I put Killer Cross at number one um, just because he has consistently showed that uh that development of his character um including in that match and and you know like i stated even though that he was booked and built really strong in that match um and people don't understand like like we stated earlier that he as a heel he did not have to win clean so i think it was actually the perfect ending to the match so that it didn't make Johnny Impact look, look weak either. So I, I did that, and I put, um, if I did an honorable mention, it would have been Willie Mack. All right. That's a pretty good list. Um, have you got your impactful three? Here's my impactful three of the week, number three. Um, a different spot from you, of course, uh, Tessa Blanchard at number three. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah, obviously it was a squash match, but the statement has been made. She got the message out there. She's calling out Gail Kim. 
But overall, a good rebound after losing the title, of course. So she's at number three. Mm -hmm. Willie Mack, incredible match with Sammy Callahan. Yet again, we both agreed it did not surpass the match at homecoming, but it was still a very good match. But this time he gets the victory, so he's my number two guy. And I'm with you on number one. It has to be Killer Cross. He showed a lot of power. And again, what we discussed with as far as being a heel, you don't have to get the clean finish. But he showed tremendous power. The spot when he popped up from the chairs, that was incredible. It, I actually got excited to see that. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, man, he's number one in my book for this week. And that is my impactful three of the week. All right. Man, not bad for a second show. I mean, I'll, of course, uh, for people listening to this, I might have to edit out. I don't know how long. I, I think I just knocked the mic out for a second because I don't know how you were still hearing me then. So I guess it was just, I don't know if you want a brief period without hearing me. So I'll find that out. Um, of course, if you want to watch us live, you listen to us later on the podcast. We are live on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. And then for people that are watching right now, thank you for tuning in. But if you can't always catch us on a Tuesday, we do post the podcast later on today, later on on Tuesdays. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and Anchor FM. Of course, when we're not live, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at wrestling underscore go. He's at the great GR81999. The great one, 1999. Or great one, 999. Sorry. And that is the end of the show. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new episode. Can't wait to see what to do to follow up the first episode on Twitch and Pursuit. Um, do you have any parting words for the fans? Um, just thank you, everybody that uh, came out and watched the show or um, downloaded it um, on the other platforms. And just, you know, continue to show that support. And thank you all. Yes. And yes, we, we do have to get that message out. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you so much. We actually got a pretty good response on our first podcast. Over 30 downloads on the first one, which, I mean, it's not that like, oh, bragged about it compared to big podcasts, but that's a big one for our first week. Very exactly. I, I was very happy to see those numbers. We got over uh, over 20 views on uh, YouTube um, and, and quite a few on uh, Twitch in our archives. So thank you for the tremendous response. And again, I mean, we're going to try to put out more quality content for you guys. And we're going to add things to get you guys involved in the future. Uh, this is just progressing, just like Impact Wrestling. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And if you don't catch us next week, catch us on a podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on the Impactful Podcast. Later, everyone. Peace.